Welcome to the Whole Point Podcast. This is Christy. And this is Serena. And we're sharing how we've learned to see the gifts in the mess and the joys of life, because that's the whole point. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're giving you permission to be scared, paranoid, terrified, fully threatened, and completely defensive because we're talking about fear. So when we think about fear, we it's a spectrum, right? It goes all the way from minor fears, like, oh, I don't really like that. I'm a little bit afraid of spiders, all the way up to sheer panic and terror. All fear can be experienced in this spectrum but what that tells us and what we already know is that fear is a primal instinct fear is in us to keep us safe to keep us alive yeah and so it's interesting because a lot of people say we have three different parts of our brain and the oldest part so what is the frontal cortex the newest part Mm -hmm. and the fear part in your base where your fear your fight or flight is it amygdala yes um where your fight and flight and freeze are there and they're the oldest they're the instinct and they were to keep us safe so it used to be we were a lot more threatened from animals famine you know war with tribal things being on your own and starving and and being separate from the tribe so that those were all it was good it was to keep you in line it was to keep you safe it was to keep you fed keep you alive on the planet um but now we hang out and we can there's a grocery store in every corner we're not going to starve to death for the most part um some people in the world but definitely not in america not most developed countries and if we go out and do our own thing we're not going to be attacked by an animal but those fears are still there when you do something different when you do something new when you put yourself out there yeah do something unfamiliar and it's primal and And it's it's, a pain in the butt (laughs) it's a pain in the butt but besides that it's actually good it's normal and it's natural so carl jung who is a famous psychotherapist he is known for having this understanding or this theology this thought process i don't think theology is the right word ideology i thank you um and in part that says that there's a part of us that's our shadow self a part of us that we suppress or repress or don't want to look at or know about and he says the collective unconscious is the collective unconscious is a term that means everybody has these thoughts and fantasies everybody has these fearful thoughts about themselves so everybody secretly harbors the fear of being stupid or unattractive or not lovable and so these underlying fears are in all of us but we begin to think that we're the only one that has them so it must be bad or if we have negative thoughts about other people that must mean we're bad instead of understanding the permission here is that you can have those thoughts you don't have to act on them you can be fearful of you know whatever it might be going out and learning something new and applying it or being in front of people and that's normal we're all doing that that's why we're giving you the permission to feel this way yeah and even you know me saying it's a pain in the butt like it really is good and 
everyone has it. And like you said, that just changes the whole, it changes the whole atmosphere. When, because what we do is we say, well, look at them. They must not have fear. Look at them. They're doing this thing that I can't do. Look at them. They don't ever seem to be anxious. And when we're comparing and assuming and making stories that aren't true and we separate ourselves from other humans, it makes the whole thing terrible and worse. And so then we don't want to look. We don't want to look at this shadow. We don't want to look at this fear. And we think we're the only ones. And if we do look, it's just going to confirm all the things that we are really the only one and it's terrible. And I love that. He says it's everybody. We all have this Mm -hmm. built in. It's totally normal to fear and think that you're the worst. You're the worst at it or you're the ugliest or you're going to put yourself out there and everyone's going to point fingers and reject you. And when we say, yeah, look, we all do that too. It changes the whole atmosphere. Yeah, it lets the fear dissipate actually. So when you confront a fear... That's actually the only way to let the fear go. When you look at the shadow. Mm -hmm. And it's called a shadow for a good reason. That's what Carl Jung called it. Because you don't want to look in the shadows. We all want to, we don't want to look under our bed (laughs) at night. We don't want to look in the closet and face this thing. But every time I do, I'm, I'm sure it's true for you too. In my mind, it's a big monster. It's behind me in a shadow or it's under something and I'm like want to get away from it and every time I face it it's small and it's not a big deal yeah and it goes away like you said it's it's gone you shine a light right in the shadow Mm -hmm. and that's why I think you know when you read a book and you can really like oh they're they're just saying exactly how I feel and you feel so seen and allowed This is how we want you to feel about your shadow. We want your shadow to feel seen and allowed because when it feels seen and allowed, it no longer has to be in the closet. It no longer needs to be a deep, dark secret that keeps you separate from other people. So for instance, I dealt for a long time with this fear that I was a terrible mother. I didn't have a mother figure growing up in in the way that most people do. I didn't have a mother at my house. And so I feared that I didn't know how to do it. I would never know how to do it. I could never do it. And I had a lot of anger and other things I was working through. And so I was constantly putting up walls and facades. Oh, I can be a good mother if I just do this, if I do what they're doing, right? Because I had the fear of being discovered, number one, as a bad mother. And the second fear, the deeper fear, was the fear that I just really was. Like if I keep pretending, at least I won't be that bad. But what really helped me was actually looking at it. Okay, well, am I a bad mother? Where am I being a bad mother? Okay, well, maybe there's some things I would like to do different, but that doesn't mean I'm a bad mother because there's these multitude of other things I do really, really well. So for me, I took on this 80-20 philosophy that has served me so well. And I use it, I kind of apply it to everything, right? So 80% of the time I have I am amazing. I'm incredible. I'm so loving and caring and everything that this idealized picture of a mother would be. I am her 80% of the time. But I am allowed to have that shadow part of myself that 20% of the time I am so crappy at motherhood. I yell at my kids. I, you know, make the wrong choices. I have to say I'm sorry. I have, you know, I'm just doing all those things that I, I just really felt like, oh, if I did that, I would be a terrible mother. No, 20% of the time you can do that because 80% of the time you're amazing. What liberation comes from that? That is utter facing of the shadow. There it is. It's part of me. I accept that that's who I am. 
And you know what it did, actually? I would imagine if there was really a statistical way to <laughs> measure this. Quantify Christie's parenting right. skills. I would say it's probably more like 95-5 because the more I gave myself permission to be myself, to be like, yeah, I am scared that I'm doing this wrong. Yeah. But that's okay. And understandable. And it let me actually do things. What do you What do you want your mom to really do? You want her to like roll with the punches. You want her to do these things. Well, I wasn't able to do that because I was so rigidly trying not to be in my shadow that I was inflexible. And there is nothing about love that's inflexible. So when we give you permission and when we look at fear, what we're trying to get you to do is give yourself that ability to feel that feeling and tell it, goes away and it's primal so it's going to show up in different ways but the fastest way way through fear is by facing it what is this is it real is this fear real is my amygdala telling me that i'm gonna die oh well that's not true i absolutely won't die by being a bad mother to be honest i won't die i mean i could go to jail if i was a really (laughs) you know doing terrible things but honestly what's the fear there that people will stop loving me and ultimately i want to be loved Yes, right. Motherhood. Oh my gosh, it's, yeah, it's fraught with it's how we learn. perils, <laughs> but it's how we learn those things. Because I think for some of us, we had moms that we don't want to copy. Mm-hmm. You know how they parented us, and I think you know, in my own life, even my mom. You know, she's grown so much, and we have a good relationship now, and and she's so much different than when we were little, as well. And yeah, it is that, and it's also having. The whole, the whole parenting process is having other humans in close relationship to you and dependent on you with their own opinions and, and their so, own imperfections. Oh, and the other thing is you don't get a paycheck for being a mom. You don't get a work evaluation. You have little children not eating their vegetables and saying they hate dinner and hate you. And it's like the opposite of anything to like help you become more confident Mm -hmm. in it you know and when they're teenagers you know it there's they they're however they behave is their own journey and their own life it's just this huge invitation to let it go and it's this huge invitation to face our shadow but I think for you it is a really big deal to have no you know person to have an example of for better or for worse right you know it is a really big deal and men have that with fathers women have that with mothering and it is it's it's our human it again it's the collective unconscious to have these fears that i'm not enough and the areas in our life where we have the biggest fears are the areas in our life where we have the biggest deficits right yes so that's totally amazing that you've been able to do that and I love it I love the 80-20 rule it can be applied to so many things because it's not just about parenthood this is just an example in my life of where fear and shadow really rose up for me and it's different for every person the idea that we want you to take away and the knowledge is that fear is completely normal everybody has it yes and when you can see it and accept in yourself that you aren't perfect that all of these things are a part of you then you allow yourself to be what you are which is human and be out of the fear yeah and you said like in the the shadow that you don't know how to be a good mom or like be that you're inadequate that you're not a good enough mom and when we can sit with that then we're so much we show up 
to our kids the with what they need because I find that in myself if I'm like oh my gosh I don't know how to fix this or I don't have the answer I'm in myself and I'm not showing Mm. up like you said with what what my kids need they need somebody to listen they need somebody to understand them you know and I tend to always want to fix so I feel like I'm good look I fixed it yeah give me a stamp stickers seriously (laughs) but I wanted to share um uh, Liz Gilbert's quote too I love about fear some people have heard it and some haven't but she has this I'm going to just read her note to fear um, it says fear I recognize and respect that you're part of this family and so I will never exclude you from our activities and this is where th- all of it increases if we exclude it but still your suggestions will never be followed you're allowed to have a seat and you're allowed to have a voice but you're not allowed to have a vote You're not allowed to touch the radio or the road maps. You're not allowed to suggest detours. You're not allowed to suggest uh, to fiddle with the temperature. Dude, you're not even allowed to touch the radio. But above all else, my dear old familiar friend, you are absolutely forbidden to drive. And that's from Elizabeth Gilbert. And I love it. But it's giving, it's allowing the shadow to be there. Because what is it if you don't? It's denial. And so denial breeds, you know, emotional problems. Right. And (laughs) what's the idea? Is your fear driving you? Yeah. Or are you in control? And not even control is the wrong word. Are you in partnership and understanding the relationship to fear? And the, yeah, the irony is when you're deny, 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 fight, fight, fight. It's bad. It's bad. I'm the only one that has this. It's driving. Yes. You've got all the attention on it and it's driving. And this is where, you know, panic attacks come in yes the fear build, builds and builds and it's in charge and it's given the fear's like cool you're letting me be in charge like i'm gonna run this puppy off the road like mm-hmm. i'm gonna show you how dangerous this is when in actuality if you looked around you're like oh i'm at work right now like what's the worst thing that could happen or it's i find people when they're trying to hide you know that this fear is bad 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 and the situation is scary. Like, look, you're moving. That's that is scary. You're moving into the unknown. Like, imbr- like you're so normal. Mm-hmm. Or you just broke a relationship. That is scary. Or you know, this relationship is broken. That is scary. Or your child is experiencing that. It is scary. It's like permission to say, "Hey, guys, this is a scary situation," and that can just allow you. Like anyone would be anxious at this moment. And you're allowed to have that and then to feel it and say that it's totally normal. Yeah, because the last thing you want to do is be afraid of fear. Mm -hmm. To have more fear, being afraid that you're going to feel fear about something. Right, which can totally happen because what is fear? It's physical. You're shaking, you're sweating, you're you're panic attack, you can't breathe. It feels like there's an elephant on your chest. Mm -hmm. And so all those things... The, the irony is the more that you embrace them and understand, so here's the deal, there's something underneath. Yeah. So underneath that panic is, I can't make good decisions. I don't do anything right. I'm not going to be good enough. And this is where rapid transformational therapy is so helpful to understand what is underneath your specific mm-hmm. fear. If it is like on that part of the spectrum where it's really messing with your life and your job on a daily basis, but what we're giving you in general is the process of all the fears that are so common to all of us throughout life. Yeah, and when fear is driving you, 
when fear is primally engaged, it does need a dose of accurate thinking. Because the reason your primal instincts are engaged is because it thinks you're going to die if it doesn't continue down this road. It's like, no, I have to stop you from, what, going to work? Actually, that's not going to kill me. But there's a primal instinct that's engaged that if I keep going there, something dangerous is going to happen. This is that idea that our, our subconscious is working at a level that is outside of reality. And so when you look at things accurately, when you say, okay, I don't need to be positive about this. I don't have to love my job, but I do need to realize that my job itself isn't killing me because I have choice. I could leave the job. I could, you know, whatever it is. It's the idea that you don't have choice, that you keep going into things, that your mind's like, oh boy, you're totally out of control of this. And if I don't stop you from doing that, then what's, who's going to stop us? Then you get even scared of the fear, right? Oh, I have these scary feelings when I go to work. Oh, I don't want to go to work anymore because it makes me feel those feelings. Now I'm scared of this, the fear. And it, what does that do? Ramps it all up. Now we're double time scared of the fear. That's where panic and, you know, those really severe panic attacks come from is the idea that we're layering on our thoughts about fear on top of fear. We just want you to understand that you absolutely have permission to feel scared. And the more you allow yourself to feel scared and to look at what is making you scared, the less scared you're going to feel. It's so crazy because it feels like we're just giving people, you're allowed to be human. Yep. You know, in our other series, you're allowed to be angry. Don't run away from this totally good, normal, loving. That, so it's trying to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. This fear is just trying to keep you safe. And you can just say, okay, bud, you can sit in the back seat. Right. And be quiet. Pipe down. <laughs> Here's an iPad. Just play on it. <laughs> <laughs> really, we're just giving you permission to be you. Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong with you. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So on that note, the whole point about fear is it's normal. It's natural. And there's something underneath it. So be curious. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. Leave us a review. Subscribe so more people can find us. And if you want more information about me or Christy, there's a link to both of our websites in the show notes. And we'll see you next time. 